Hello, and welcome to the Man of Class podcast. You are listening to episode number 13. Today, we're going to talk about seven levels of energy and how they can impact you getting what you want out of life or maybe keeping you from achieving your goals. Every day, the world tolerates less and less of traditional masculine behavior, which has driven a new standard for men to be successful. How does one evolve so that they can win in today's world? Enter Man of Class, a place to empower men to break down traditional masculinity and build the necessary skill sets, mindset, and confidence to become the men that society desperately needs. Welcome, and I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome back for another episode on the Man of Class podcast. This episode, we're going to be talking about how your energy shapes your reality. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, but the reticular activating system, which is actually located at the the base of your brain, is the filter on how you perceive the world. And so what that means is that of all the different things that you have going on throughout your day, your brain is going to filter out all like 90% of what is happening around you and only allowing you to focus on the 10%. And it does that so that you don't get overwhelmed. So you can actually enjoy and kind of be present in whatever that moment that actually is. Um, it's kind of cool feature that, that we got as, as humans on this earth. Um, and so what, what that means is that what you choose to focus on, what your attention goes to is what is actually coming up for you is like what's being present in your life. And so that's very accurately true when it comes down to the energy and how you're showing up in the situations. And so Albert Einstein worked for many years understanding the relationship of energy and how it plays in the universe. And he's been arguably arguably quoted saying, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want and you cannot help but get that reality. It can no, it can be no other way. This isn't philosophy, this is physics. And so I say arguably because there's some people on the internet that thinks that he did say it, there's some people that thinks that he doesn't say it. But at the end of the day, it's a great quote because it really kind of sums up exactly what's happening. And it's actually a, a model that can help describe all this is the seven levels of energy, which was founded by Bruce Schneider. And I actually use this with a lot of my clients because what it does is it, it, it helps to, it's important to know what you do, but it's also important to know where it's coming from. And because how you're showing up energetically, and we'll get into the, the, the whole model, um, catabolic energy, anabolic energy, the different seven levels and, and how that all plays out. But the benefit that that brings is by knowing how you show up energetically and how you're really seeing the world, uh, which level that you're coming up from, and can it's like a good gauge for everybody. And so I use this in my own life personally, so this is a little secret um, that I want to share with everybody is, you know, this is how I, li- this is how I live my life. This is how I choose to show up every day. And, and I ask myself in tons of different situations, um, <laughs> you know, what, what level of energy, like what's, what's coming up for me right now. And it's something that it takes a lot of time and practice in order to, to really figure out what it is. But I wanted to at least share this with everybody so that hopefully it gives a little bit of, of understanding into, um, a different model, a different approach, maybe thinking about things in a little different uh, manner. And so first let's get into what catabolic and anabolic energy is because I, I throw around these terms. I can't remember if I've said them before on my podcast or not, but 
Uh, let's just go over them now so that at least it sort of sets the stage. So for any future time that I drop this, um, you can always have a place to go back to you and say, like, what was what really was that? Um, so catabolic energy, actually what happens is <clears throat> when you are in a state of catabolic energy, your body actually releases catabolic hormones. And catabolic hormones are things like cortisol and adrenaline, which it helps us in the short term, but it actually presents toxins in the body that can damage you long term. And so how I like to, to do this or how I one of the ways that I explain it is that the adrenaline has been has been termed before where like if a mom goes out and lifts a car to get it off her child. I mean that's that's a really great feature. Again, it's a great feature to have as a human. Um, but if it's used over an extended period of time, like you see these people where it's just like they're just dipping, you know, they're just like running around the clock, running around the clock, or get super stressed out, and it just starts to weigh on you over time. And so long term you know, I, I guess like a way of seeing it long term is look at the president that goes into office. Uh, Barack Obama was like a perfect case in point because of how young he looked when he walked in and eight years later, how old that he's looked. And even now, after him being out of office, you can kind of you can kind of look at him and say he actually looks a little younger today than he did when he actually walked out of office. And that's because he, you know, during the presidency, it's a very stressful situation. It's a very stressful job. And so those are bringing up, you know, all those toxins that uh, your body can't quite get rid of. So your body does a great job, you know, BTW, your body does an amazing job at trying to get rid of the toxins. And it can only take away so many toxins throughout the day. And a great way, a great analogy that I use for this is, is some people may get it, some people may not. Um, so I apologize if it doesn't get, if it doesn't come across this way, but you can Google I Love Lucy chocolate episode, and, you'll, and it'll come up for you. But um, there's an episode in I Love Lucy where she's working at, like, a chocolate factory or something, and her job is to, like, take chocolate, you know, off and, like, put them in a wrapper or something. And as it's coming, all of a sudden, like, a lever gets hit or something, and the chocolate production is just, you know, just increasing. You know, more and more chocolates are coming out. And it just gets to the point where she just can't, She, you know, she's throwing chocolates in hats and doing whatever that she needs to, but it, she's just getting drowned in chocolates. And that's the best way that I can describe <clears throat> what happens to your body. Your body is trying to take those toxins, package them up, and get them out of the body. Because those toxins are, you know, they're, they're causing issues within cells. You know, so during the cellular regeneration of your body, <clears throat> it, if if that gets interrupted, if those gets, you know, bad copies, that you know, cancer cells live in every single one of us, but it's the body's job to remove those cancer cells, those toxins out of the body. Uh, but if it if it's so many toxins that the body can't work to, to stay on top of, then it starts to, you know, the body starts to fall apart. And so another way of seeing this is, you know, when people are, let's say, 50, like they're getting like close to retirement. Some people in their 50s are like, oh, like they aged really well and they only look like they're 30. And then some people you look at them and you're like, my God, I think I thought he was 70 uh, just because of, of how, how age has, has treated him. Um, and again, you look at those lifestyles and you look at the guy who is 50 that looks like he's 70 and he may be a smoker. He may not really exercise. He may just eat a lot of uh, fast food, doesn't really eat the healthy foods that's going on. Um, and so those are all ways that you can kind of tell, like, long-term effects of that. And there's actually a, a study that I just, I just found, which is really cool and I can't wait to share with you guys, is that it's catabolic energy. 
when those hormones are produced in your adrenal system, what actually happens is your adrenal system is trying to pump out all these different hormones. It's like they're like the pharmacy. They're like, okay, you get you know certain hormones for certain situations, certain hormones for certain situations. When you get into stressful situations, like long term, it's so focused on producing the cortisol and the adrenaline, like those stress hormones, that it doesn't produce it's not able to produce the amount of like hydrochloric acid in the stomach and some of the other like uh, functions that really help to boost your immune system. Like that's why when people say like, Oh, like you're just stressed out and like, that's how you got sick. No, like that actually happens. There's been studies that show that when you're in stressful situations for a long period of time, your immune system drops because the adrenal system can't pump out all the other hormones. They can't, they can't keep up with all the demand. Um, they're only focusing on pumping out that cortisol and the um, adrenaline. And so if it's not pumping out enough of the hydrochloric acid in your stomach to help break down the food so that your intestines can actually pull out the nutrients, then you could be eating the best vegetables, you know, the all organic, you know, the best of the best diet. But if your body isn't producing all the other hormones that's allowing the absorption of all those nutrients, then it's just like taking all the fancy pills, you know, fancy um, vitamin pills and just, you know, peeing them out the stream or, or just, you know, extending out the waste. Like all it's doing is just having expensive waste. And so it's it was really surprising to see that basically during stressful situations when the adrenal system doesn't actually produce the hormones sufficient to help the absorption of the nutrition, that your nutrition, instead of being able to pull out let's say 99%, like let's say your system is 99% efficient at pulling out the nutrients of your food, it can drop drastically to like 50%. And so it's just, it's crazy. I made the, the 99 and the 50% up, but they have shown, I can't remember what the, the numbers were, but like they did show that there were uh, significant drops. And it's just crazy to me that, that all that stuff is happening. We're getting to the point of understanding there's sufficient studies that can show that all that stuff is actually happening in today's life. And so, you know, that's very important on not only making sure that you have the right foods and and diet and exercise, but it's also how you show up energetically. Like, that's why I stress this so, so much, because I truly feel like this is sort of a gift of life. Because when you get to a point where you can understand how you're showing up, and then can take it even further and to say, like, where does, you know, where does it, you know, I may be showing up in a, in a very stressful state, but where is that coming from? And you can start peeling back that layer of the onion to the core, then you can rewrite your own brain and rewrite the way that you're showing up in every single situation. You develop new habits and that's how people live more peaceful lives versus living stressful lives that end in divorces, alcoholism, substance abuse, basically slowly, toxically destroying their life. And so that's all catabolic energy. I spent a lot of time on that. Um, And anabolic energy is sort of like the inverse of that. Basically, when you're in an anabolic state, the same type of thing happens. Your body does release anabolic hormones, um, i.e. like endorphins, like the feel-good hormone, which is why when you feel like overjoyed and like lighter than a feather, it's not just like, oh, like I'm, I'm in that state. Like there's actually a chemical hormonal experience that's happening within the system. And so that's also, again, how you're showing up energetically. Like when you're really happy, 
the happiness feeds in more hormones and that the more hormones kind of feeds into more happiness and you're into a snowball of anabolic energy. And so it's, that is how some people, like when they get into the flow, like when you hear people talk about, Hey man, like I'm just, I'm in the flow. Like I'm in the zone, I'm crushing it. I'm just, I don't know how I'm getting the work done of like five people, but I don't even feel phased by it. That's they're in that anabolic energy state. Um, and that's how, you know, there's people, you know, certain people can operate at certain levels and it doesn't tax them as much. Now I'll get into each of the energy levels itself, so like level one through level seven. But the, one of the things I want to cover is that there's really no good or bad. This is just an awareness around it. And I say that there's no good or bad because again, if you were to say catabolic energy, having, um, the cortisol and the adrenaline is bad, well then it would be bad that the, that the mom would get the shot of adrenaline in order to lift the car in order to save her child. Or in a terrorist attack, somebody that you know gets a pump of adrenaline and can run faster than they've ever been able to run before. Like There is definitely times in life when having that catabolic energy are in, can be used in a positive light. That same energy can be used in a negative light. And so equally... The anabolic energy can be used in a positive light, being in the flow, being able to get a lot of stuff done, but you can also see, and I'll cover this as we go through, but it, what it also can do is that it actually gets into like a paralysis by analysis because you see so many opportunities, you're so overjoyed with all those positive emotions of all the opportunities that exist in the world, but you don't decide on one path, and if you don't decide on one path, then you're just constantly in this head-spinning exercise where you're not really moving forward. Um, you're a wheel that is going around, but you're not actually taking any mo you know, any motion forward. Um, and we'll kind of get into that as we go through the different energy levels. But the one thing, so as we get into like level one, I just wanted that to be aware um, that there really is no right or wrong. It's just in what situation are you showing up and how that can either be helping you or maybe hurting you in what it is that you really want to go do. Um, and so the, the biggest step is just to be aware of it. So first one, level one is the thought is all around being at the effect of an event. And so that's around having like your thoughts and your beliefs that are feeling like you're holding you back from success. Um, feelings can be anything of like apathy, a lack of enthusiasm, feeling like you don't really have a choice in the situation, feeling like, you know, no matter what it is that I do, I'm still going to lose. So why even go out there and try anyway? Um, I'm going to get rejected if I go and ask all the girls out. So, you know what? I'm just not even going to go out to the bar. I'm just going to stay in tonight and just watch a movie. Um, that's a very level one type energy. And so what that leads to is obviously inaction, inability to take action, to move forward, and basically not having the ability of seeing the options. So the ego starts to take over. And it basically starts to protect you. It's a protecting, it's a protection mechanism, but it starts setting up all these walls and boundaries of like, it's the world's fault. It's not my fault. It's the world's fault. You know, it's the girls' problems. You know, they they are all looking for Mister Right, Mister Buff, Mister Money, Mister whatever it is. Versus maybe what can I do in order to make myself a better version of myself? Maybe making myself a version that you know, women do want to be around or that guys do want to be attracted to, like changing the self, take changing yourself with, from within. And so 
there are advantages and disadvantages of this. Some of the advantages is it does allow you to protect yourself from harm. Like I said, the ego starts to take over and it starts to lay up boundaries and, and rationale of why this is like this is okay to be in this in in this way. You also receive attention and sympathy from others. You know, when you hear people that um, you know something happens in their family, let's say that you know an uncle just passed away, and it's like, oh my, you know, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, if there's anything you need, like, you know, please don't, you know, don't hesitate. Well, that's great because a, you know, compassion from the other people, but you also get the attention in a time when you may need it. Then there's also times, right? So that's a, that's a, a a scenario where that actually plays as an advantage. Taken too far means it can be as a disadvantage, which means if that person is just always like, oh, you know, I'm just down on my luck, or oh, I'm just always this, and oh, and woe is me, and all this, and all this stuff, it starts to drain everybody else around them, and it's not necessarily coming from a place of I'm really hurting and I need maybe some time to heal. It's I'm doing it to get the attention from somebody else. I'm not getting the attention. I'm not giving myself enough attention, and so I'm actually able to get, I'm actually able to sponge attention off of other people. Um, that's where it can kind of drift into a disadvantage place because at the end of the day, when you're when you're pulling some of that energy from, from everybody else, you may not be able to actually move forward because you're so stuck in the story that you're telling yourself of, well, I'm undateable or, you know, I'll never be successful or, I'm not a leader, you know, I'm not a leader type material, like I'm just always going to be a worker bee, and, and that's all that's ever going to be for me. doesn't always have to be true, like you choose that to be true. Um, it's not given in life, like every single situation or every single thing that you choose to go after is coming from the choice from within. And so um, that's really kind of level one. Level two gets more into a sense of judgment. Like this is a very, I, I use this to say like it's a binary system. So level two is very like, there, this, this is where judgment lives. And this judgment can either be either internal, how you're judging yourself, or external, how you're judging the outside world. If Sally says something and you say like, oh, that's stupid, well, that's a judgment, right? You're judging that that's stupid. Really, that may be Sally's belief. And Sally may, you know, in her own mind, like, that's how she, that's how she lives her life. Um, it's not right, wrong, or indifferent, it just may be that you don't feel like that's the case. But that doesn't have to be true for everybody. And so, the, the, the other times when you, when you beat yourself up, oh, I, I, I can't believe I put my foot in my mouth, like, I, I can't believe that I did that, I did, you know, I said this, and I always do that, right? Beat yourself up, that was stupid, that was wrong, that was whatever. And just how quickly, if somebody comes up to you after that meeting and says, I'm really glad that you spoke up and you said something because I thought the same thing. Immediately in that moment, you shift from judging yourself of how stupid that was to maybe that really wasn't, right? Perspective shift. You were beating yourself up over what you thought was the stupidest thing ever in the world. And then as soon as somebody else said, no, they were actually thinking the same thing. That's proof that that doesn't have to be true. You just set that to be true to yourself first. Um, so again, those are, those are different ways of looking at it. The feeling, a lot of the emotion that comes out of level two is around anger, annoyance, resentment, frustration, hostility, and irritability. Like those are all things, those are all ways or different, uh, manifestations of that same type of energy that's coming out in that level two. You know, and it makes sense, right? If you, if, if you're judging, um, most of the time when you judge, you're either judging because you're frustrated, you're annoyed, you're angered, um, 
you know, irritable, you know, I, I'm just irritable right now. Like, you know, this is stupid. I don't even want to be here. Like I don't, I'm wasting my time. Um, I don't even like them anyway. Like they annoy me. All those different types of things, all those different phrases that you that you hear people say at, at times or you hear yourself say is all coming from the level two, um, which then leaves into the actions are defiance, rebellion, contempt, disobedience. Um, and think that with the specific lens of leadership, we live in a society where through the 80s, 90s and early 2000s, leadership lived in a level two state because it was all they all led out of anger, out of judgment, out of more or less fear. Because what you're doing is, is again, some of the positive and negatives in, in some of this. So the positives is that you can get people to move very quickly into a direction that where you want to go for a very short amount of time. Leaders of yesteryears, and I would still say that there's still a lot of leaders in the world today that live in this type of mindset where it's like, get this done or it's your ass or... This is, you know, you're, you're out of the job if you can't deliver on this. Well, that may work for a short amount of time. Over a longer period of time, so that's the advantage is that in a short amount of time, if you tell somebody to go do something, chances are they'll go do it. In a long period of time, people will become disengaged and will start to get away from you. They'll start to move away and not support you. So from a long-term leadership strategy, that's not a great position to be in because that's not at all what you're telling people to go do, they'll only go do what it is that you're actually telling them to go do. There's zero creativity in that, and that's one of the disadvantages. One of the, one of the gaping disadvantages in leadership is that when people, you know, when people lead out of this level two energy, they go tell people, you know, go fix this design, go, you know, double down on profits, go do, you know, whatever that scenario may be, and they go come at it from a very forceful, um, anger centered place or or like a fear-based leadership where you know people are afraid of that leader zero creativity you know no one in the right mind is going to say like hey we've never done this before but hey you know we may be able to go do this if we go do this path no that's never going to happen and so that's you're seeing and so a lot of people a lot of older managers will be like you know you don't understand because you know you haven't gone through like true war times we're not in war times we're in business today is in a series of ever-changing tides and it's and it's not the company that has been lasted for 100 years or 50 years or 200 years whatever that time frame is it's the company that can out innovate their competition and btw competition is changing every single day so companies like sears and, and um circuit city and you know, the bookstores and, you know, all these companies uh, that were so set in their ways and like lived in this type of leadership style are falling by the wayside every single day because they're not seeing outside of that picture. They're not seeing the opportunities. They're not seeing how their their style is, is thwarting them and what opportunities that they're leaving off the table. And so this is a big one. I could probably speak on this for a long time. So I could probably actually revisit this in another another episode, but I do want to make sure that this is said because uh, this is a very big one in business. And so the, like I said, the, the advantages are usually get very good at playing the game. So, you know, you get people to do the things that you want them to go do in a very short amount of time. The downside is that that's, you know, over a long period of time, you're not inspiring people to go do things. You're just getting them to do them out of fear. And sooner or later, people are just going to not be afraid anymore.
or they're going to say, forget this, I can go do, you know, I can go work with Bob or I can go work with, you know, Sue and be much happier and still get paid the same, same amount of money. Um, and sooner or later, things fall apart. Um, people start to move away from you. So I talked a lot about business, but if you even talk about it from a personal standpoint, if you're very angered and very judgmental in a relationship, there's going to be so many times before your significant other or your family or your kids or like whoever that it is, isn't going to want to hear all your opinions all the time. They're going to start to move away from you. And before you know it, then again, right, the ego is going to step in and start building up boundaries and say, well, you know, they moved away because of X, Y, and Z. When in reality, take a, you know, take a hard look in the mirror and say, I may not be showing up in the right light. I may be casting out judgment when I don't need to. Um, so level three, let's move on to level three. So level three is all around sort of that rationalization. So when you when you talk to people and they say like, hey, I'm good but not great, um, in a, in you know, held by like a glass ceiling, this is very much so the level three where people live. And so within this, it's you're starting to take that responsibility for yourself. So you're kind of moving out of that catabolic energy and into the anabolic energy. So you're owning one's feelings, but you're choosing to be accountable, uh, which is a big piece, which doesn't really mean that you, what you're having in level one, level two. Um, and so in this, you're, you, you start to feel a lot of forgiveness, a lot of pardoning, a letting go of resentment or anger and excusing of the fault or action. Um, you're more cooperative in working in that environment when you're starting to work towards a shared goal instead of just a sole your goal. And I say it's sole your goal where it's right now you're still trying to go after a goal that may be um, semi-mutual. It's not a true win-win. It's like a, I'm going to win. I'm going to get my goal. If it happens to align with your goal, then perfect. Then, you know, I'll claim it as a win-win, but it's, I'm not thinking with you in mind. I'm really thinking still with me in mind, but I'm a little bit more empathetic. I'm a little bit more, you know, I'm a little softer on the edges. I'm not as hard in the edges of, of being a square. Um, the advantage of some of this is that you don't really allow people to stand in your way. So you still get through, you know, it's like that level two where you're still kind of like bulldozing and getting your way. Um, but you're doing it with like a little bit less of a severity of it. And so, um, you're also able to engage people easily because of the, the little softer side of things. Some of the disadvantages, though, is that this is where people can perceive you to be manipulative because it's like not being truly authentic. It's like they're still, you know, I, I think, you know, off a house of cards, uh, Francis, where it's like you talk to him and you, and, you know, you see him from, from a certain light and you go, I feel like he's up to something. Like everything he's saying is is okay, but I feel like there's something just not like I feel like there's an ulterior motive. Oh, that's a lot of where level three can be, where it's I'm still gonna get my way, but I may not be telling you the whole story. I'm telling you enough so that our common goal may be met, but in reality, I've got a bigger agenda ahead of me. Um, and this is and this is sort of that that fine balance between catabolic and anabolic, where you. It's like a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You can kind of see times where almost like a two-personality uh, person can come in. Level four is all around somebody else focus. This is about like, you know, act of service where you're in gratitude to somebody. And so these are where like, you know, the thoughts all within this is all around the concern, care, and interest of the other people. 
as opposed to maybe yourself. Um, this, and I say without yourself, but there's really, this is important missing piece, I think, is that you need to make sure that yourself is included in this because too many times, this is this is where like too much level four is when people care so much about everybody else. They want to make sure that you're happy and you're happy and you're happy and you're happy, but then they get to the end of the day and they never do anything for themselves. And then they get frustrated and upset, so then they sink back into like a level one, level two, where it's, when is it going to be my time? When is somebody going to take care of me? And so it's that fine balance. So this is a perfect example where level four is more anabolic energy, which is a good thing. However, push to the extreme can mean that you're also going to fall into some self-pity and self-anger because you may do for others, not because maybe you truly, you know, you're you're doing, I'm cautious to say this, but it's like you're doing it irresponsibly. And when I say irresponsibly, it's you're giving to the point where maybe you're giving more than what you feel comfortable giving. And, you're, you know, you may be giving because of, um, you know, giving until you can't give anymore. And so once you, like, overgive, that's where that responsibility comes in. Um, I kind of think about it like drinking almost. Like, it's okay to drink a couple drinks, but then if you drink, you know, if you try to drink an entire keg, that's irresponsible, and all of a sudden, you know, you're going to be off the tipping point. There's other things that are going to happen. The same thing with with caring and and compassion and, and caring for others is that if you care so much for others, but you're not really taking into... Um, maybe what lessons they need to learn. You know, parents do this a lot of times with kids, and they try to do so much for them that they've sort of enabled them to be, to not take responsibility for their own life. So instead of always coming in to save the day, you're robbing them of the opportunity to stand on their own two feet. And that's a tough thing for parents to hear, but... You know, and this and this doesn't even have to be parents. This could be significant other. This could be parents. This could be you know sisters and brothers and cousins and whatever else. But if you constantly do for them, there's a point where you're doing that you're enabling them to be disabled, versus maybe helping. You know, it's like teaching a man to fish versus um, just giving them fish. You know, that's where some of those sayings can kind of be linked in, and that's a lot of like level four. So that's. Um, hopefully I did a, a good job of explaining some of that. If not, you know, has, don't hesitate to ever send me an email uh, with questions or, or curiosity. Level five gets into all around the thought, feeling, action of opportunity. Like if, the, if you could boil level five down into one word, it would be opportunity. So the thought here is um, coming together in agreement and understanding of the judgment ceases at this level. So this is where anabolic has moved so far that like judgment starts to wash away. Um, and I would say, you know, prejudging, because if you go back to one of the, one of the early podcasts I talked about, uh, judging and how like your brain automatically does because of the reticular activating system. But if you get to a point where you're, you know, judging, but maybe don't care about it, like they're, you know, they may be right or wrong, but I don't, I'm not judging them for that. I just, I don't think that personally serves me. It may serve them, but it doesn't serve me. Um, and so in this level, you see so much opportunities for like a win-win situation, like a true win-win. Um, not like the fake win-win where it's like, well, I get what I want and hey, you know, hooray for you because you kind of get what you want. It's like actually 
you both get what you really want out of the day. Um, this is, you know, the feelings in this zone is a lot of peace, calmness, and tranquility uh, because the, the actions are around acceptance and believing, willingness to receive an agreement for what is, and accepting the differences instead of identifying and focusing on trying to change them. And that's where it's the, like you may see, right, that judgment of like, okay, that may be right or wrong or different, but I'm going to accept the differences instead of trying to change and to force maybe my situation within them. And so um, that's how level five can open up a lot of creativity. That's actually where one of the advantages is, is that it opens up a lot of um, opportunities. You start to see paths that you may never have seen before. Uh, that's how like a leader, you know, this it go back to like the business world, but like a level five leader, like this is where they would thrive because this is where, you know, the CEO or, or, or business leader says, you know, we need, just need to go do this, like go figure out all the other stuff, but like here's the direction I want you to go in. And the team goes back and they think, and all of a sudden they come up with the next, the next big thing because they weren't confined by saying you have to go do X, you have to go do Y, you have to go to Z. It was, here's the broad strokes. You go figure out how to go make it work and how to go maybe take it to the next level. Like don't limit yourself into this go and, and figure out what that next generation really needs to be or the next innovative product or the next innovative company. You know, maybe maybe it's birthing a new company in an existing company that's going to be the savior for the day. That that idea may never have come out if, you know, the leader was leading from a level two, uh, saying that you had to go do, you had to go define a, a product, you had to go do this, you had to go do this. Um, so that's kind of where that can be. Now the disadvantage of level five is analysis paralysis and FOMO, fear of missing out. Because because you see so many opportunities, it's like the, you know, if if all of a sudden you got $10,000, um, you, you know, you may think, you know, I, re I really want to build wealth. And it's like, I could do $10,000 in starting a Shopify store. I could, I could start an Amazon business. I could start a real estate business. I could start... Um, a social media marketing business. I could I could start an engineering business. I could start a marketing bit. Like there's so many different things you go do, and you keep seeing all these different things, but you don't actually say like this is this is right and this is what's going to take in order to move forward. You're in that, you know that that rolling around, but you're not actually making any forward momentum, um, and so that can be a big thing for a lot of people that we you see so many opportunities you don't necessarily make the decision to go with one and just go see that through completion. Um, this is where, like, some people, they start project after project after project after project. They don't actually finish any of them, but they've got 20 different projects started. Um, and so that's usually when the wife says, like, can we wrap one of these up, please? The house is in a mess. Um, Moving to level six. So this thought is all around um, getting out of the individuality. Level six and level seven, if you if all this energy stuff is new to you, level six and level seven, you're gonna this will probably just completely turn you off because this this took a while for me at least, and it may not be for you, but it may take a little bit of trying to understand like what is this really about like and I don't know if I really buy all this, and so if you got if you got massive learning from level one through level five like that's great, you can forget level six and level seven for now and we can. We can work on that later, but level six and level seven are more around breaking out the individuality instead of it's me, you, 
him, her, it's we all are sharing into this kind of common one um, because you're you're coming from a sense of pure pleasure, pure joy, pure happiness and delight. And this is where a lot of like wis- wisdom and intuition comes in. Um, and so intuition is if you think about your uncle and all of a sudden he calls, and you're like, well, that was really weird. Well, how, you know, how, how do you explain that? Um, there's studies that are, sh- that have been shown where you, you know, twins or family members, some, something can happen, like something very tragic can happen to some, to, to one of them. Let's say that it was, you know, a daughter and all of a sudden the mother and father know exactly like something doesn't feel right. We got to call Mary and they call her and sure enough, she was in a bad accident. That all is stuff that happens in the world. People haven't quite figured out ways of necessarily describing it, but there is something else in there. And so that's where the intuition really comes in. Um, again, intuition is some sort of imaginary bond that bring that connects different people that isn't as black and white. It just sort of is. Um, and so that's also how like true empathy can come out when somebody's going through something instead of sympathy, feeling sorry for them, you're feeling very empathetic and you can say, I can see how it is that you're feeling. I can see how hard you're struggling through all of this. Um, and you can really start to feel the same emotions that they're feeling. And so again, there's been studies that show like true, you know, true empathetic people when somebody goes through something horrible and tragic and the other person can really get into that same emotional state, they may start crying for the mere fact that they're feeling the same exact thing that that person that actually, that actually lived it. Again, how do we explain that? Like that's, that's putting ourselves into something that is, is different than just a individual humans all walking around but that's more of like a connection between everything um and so the advantage of that is that you're really empathetic you have the ability to help and feel and connect with people without judgment and so and you also have access to intuition and so what's nice with this is when you see people that are just like super charismatic and super on it and they can just connect with anybody they most of the time are are tapping into you know whether you want to call it as like severe, you know, body reading or like body language and like all this other stuff, like that's, that's, that's great. Those are all tools that they can be used to kind of help. But that's, that's how some of these people can really connect is because they're getting into a very empathetic state when they're, when they're meeting people. Some of the disadvantages though, is that you can be kind of viewed as not grounded and kind of out of touch with things. Um, And you may be a high risk taker because you realize that there is no right or wrong they're just are simply lessons along the way. So you may take a large amount of risk, not because you view it as a risk, but because you view it as, oh, I'm going to learn something. I'm either going to be wildly successful or I'm going to learn some massive lesson. And that's going to enable me to move forward. Level seven, to wrap, um, to wrap all this stuff up, is all around non-judgment, very objective, and very like lack of fear. So this feeling is absolute passion, bliss, intense desire and enthusiasm for anything in, in all experiences. So this is like when you feel, like when you talk to people and they're just like high on life and they're like, oh my God, like how do you, how is it that like nothing phases you? You are just like, just completely in the zone. That's, that's where like level six and level seven reside because that you're in such a very intense state that you just have love that's endless. 
uh, you have you know passion that just doesn't die. You literally can create anything that you choose whenever you choose to and as quickly as you believe possible. Um, you're starting to get into being connected to a higher intelligence of a higher order. And again, if this sounds a little too woo-woo, um, that's okay. Um, for the longest time, this has been woo-woo for me, but as I get through and, I, and the more I read, the more I learn, the more I adapt, the more I can consume all this knowledge and the, and the sooner that I start piecing together all this different stuff, the sooner that I start to see things that maybe I never would have seen before. Um, and so some of the advantages is that this really gives you a, a availability of living in a very peaceful state. Um, peaceful and when you're so certain about something that you're just like moving through flawlessly. And so the disadvantages is that you don't really get caught up in people's drama. You don't really feel like it's real. You just say, okay, like it just simply is. Like I, I'm not going to choose to get involved in that drama. I'm just going to kind of move on with life. Um, but people can say that you're heartless or you're disconnected. Um, and it's not necessarily heartless because you're wishing any uh, ill will towards them, but that you just feel like, you know, this is just this, none of that matters. Like just sort of accept what is and kind of move on to, to wherever it goes. So that's level one through seven, um, a wrap on catabolic and anabolic energy. And I think that was pretty well all-encompassing. Like I said, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out and I'll leave it at that. And until next time, enjoy the rest of your day.